Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9 The Eagle, 950 KWS. I'm John Marsh. Brad Jones from Missouri NFIB in with us this morning. Just as importantly, if not more so, checking in from the one-for-one Commerce Bank, Holiday Food Driver, very own Gary Nolan. Gary, good morning. Good morning. We are at the Columbia Mall, and if you can uh, find that area between Dillard's and uh, Wendy's, you'll find us here. Uh, And I've gotten to uh, speak with a couple of listeners who drove by, made some donations. Uh, This is an uh, an amazing organization. I don't know how they do it. Uh, but they can turn uh, water into wine practically. Lindsay is with us. She is the uh, president and uh, CEO uh, here at the Food Bank. And, Lindsay, uh, it seems to me that more people are donating uh, online. It's easier, huh? That's exactly right. So um, because we have such great purchasing power, we can take $1. It helps us to provide at least four meals to people in need so we can stretch our resources a long, long way. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's great, though. You do get canned food. What kind of food do you prefer to have dropped off here? We ask for non-perishable items. We ask for people to think about what they like to have for their own holiday meals uh, or along with their families. So peanut butter is a great source of protein, an expensive item for us to acquire. Canned meats, canned soups, entrees, that sort of thing. Um, if somebody, by the way, wants to... Uh donate online you can do that you can text food to 800 500 9107 for a quick donation uh thanks to uh, dunkel distributing but you guys will take credit cards here too right we will yeah we try to make it as easy as possible and uh boy it's just amazing how far that goes 25 dollars, 100 meals how do you do that We're part of the Feeding America network of 200 food banks nationwide and six food banks in the state of Missouri. So we're forming broader partnerships with manufacturers, growers, retailers, agricultural partners that allows us to be able to stretch those resources such a long way. All right. So stop by and uh, make a donation. Uh, And uh, we've got to tell you, it goes a long, long way. Thanks. Gary Nolan and the whole crew checking in from the One for One Commerce Bank Holiday Food Drive. Our crews camped out with the firefighters. Just look for them. You can't miss them at both Columbia Mall and Buckeye, the old Orchelin on Missouri Boulevard in Jefferson City. In studio with us this morning, all the way from Callaway County, State Representative Jim Schulte. Jim, welcome back. Thank you, John. Appreciate you having me on today. Talk to us. Well, we heard the president uh, hold up the big check for Volodymyr Zelensky on Capitol Hill for another $200 million to Ukraine. And a lot of this is uh, basically kind of earmarked for reloads. Uh, it's, you know, for everything from the HIMARS rockets, the artillery rocket system to anti-aircraft stuff and all. Uh, you, with your longtime service in the Missouri National Guard, your take on all this and where we're at with this whole thing i just think it's more political posturing and people are arguing over of course the big thing is uh, in the republican party they want to seal up our border and shut it down and put some effort there before they start just throwing more money at ukraine uh it's a leveraging tool i think Uh, we're still in my opinion mine only that we're still limiting ukraine with what we do give them it's like we're 
tying one hand behind our back. We, we're, we're giving them small arms. We're giving them ground stuff. We're not giving them air support. We're not giving them the jets that Europe wanted to supply. Uh, the Biden administration blocked that. Uh, air superiority is huge in any combat theater, and you need to have that as well. Uh, but for whatever reason, we're, we're just bannering back and forth over all that. Boy, it becomes the big discussion on Capitol Hill and, the, like you said, the whole debate over the border situation and funding for Israel thrown into the mix as well. Well, that's a leveraging tool, and, and uh, politics being politics, I've learned, is this is like a chess game. It's not, uh, it's not dominoes, it's not checkers. It's, uh, it's a very involved chess game, and you got to think moves ahead and what the impact will be. What's your take on what the, the push today for the potential vote to move ahead with an impeachment hearing inquiry, if you want to put all the, the modifiers on the end of it, regarding President Biden and all of it? If that goes ahead, what do you think is going to happen with any of that? I've been thinking back on all of these and trying to figure out if the outcome ever amounted to anything. Uh, even when you impeach them, what happens? Oh, we put labels on stuff, but it, we've kind of diluted the meaning of all of it. Well, we talked about that earlier. Um, you know, we didn't have these impeachment hearings until the last 20 years, no, except for a couple, I guess, in American and, history. Andrew Johnson Andrew after Johnson the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, that's been a while. It so feels like I, the boy who cried wolf at this point. Like It, it does. Doesn't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It does. That's You're exactly, absolutely that's a, right. That's a very, very good analogy. Yep. Well, the talk at the state house to flip it to the state house, all the allegations that were leveled at Speaker Plocker and the uh, the ethics folks and the internal ethics committees meeting on that and all, and that's sort of uh, kind of hanging out there, twisting in the wind as you all prepare to return to the Capitol in just a few weeks. Yeah, and you know, everyone's entitled to due process. We have an ethics commission that's set up to investigate that, so let them do their job. Uh, He's entitled to due process. Uh, he got up and talked to all of us at a caucus meeting. He apologized. He said it was a mistake. It was unintentional. He's let the Ethics Commission decide, and and I'm fine with that. You know, that's that's why we have the, the system we have to give everybody uh, equal opportunity, and, and so let the system work. Well, I think so, and it's, you know, it's... <laughs> I kind of hope, Jim, that they just get it done quickly. We can get on with session. It's been a distraction uh, for sure. Uh, and it would be, you know, I think it would be in everybody's best interest that, that, that if they've got a decision, if there's something that needs to be done, let's go ahead and do it. Let's don't stretch it out into the middle of session. This, this session is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's going to have entertaining. It, it's going to thank you, John. Entertaining, show. entertaining wasn't the word I was going to use, but you know that's close. But you know, there's going to be enough distractions and things with this particular session that uh, that's just another one. No, and I, I think they, they will. I, I I think they've got that in mind, and they're going to try and have this thing wrapped up before we start session in January. Callaway County State Representative Jim Schulte's in with us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. John, thank you so much, Representative. We appreciate you coming in live in studio. The legislature's, at least the House, is doing things a little different 
this year in that they are holding some of their budget hearings and appropriations hearings earlier. They usually don't do this until January, in some cases later January, and then they get behind. But they're doing it early this year. Today, the Subcommittee on Appropriations, chaired by your colleague Bill Owen, will be hearing testimony from several agencies, including the Missouri Department of Corrections, MoDOT, and the State Tax Commission. You represent Callaway County. MoDOT will be going to this podium this morning, and I know you realize you're not representative on the committee, but you've got I-70, you've got Highway 54, you've also got a prison, uh, Fulton Reception Diagnostic Center in your district. What would you like to see them talk about? Do you have any insight into what they're going to request today? Uh, I'm not sure I have insight into what they're going to request. MoDOT has got a uh, a or they've got a project agenda out Uh, in fact they're having a legislative meeting today at noon for give us an update on what their plans and what they're going to move forward with this year it's already published and uh, of course i-70 is the big one and and they've chosen to start the i-70 project between kingdom city and columbia 63 junction so uh they're going to start with those two intersections and get those redone, which is going to be a massive undertaking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hopefully, we don't end up with another tri-level interchange. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that tongue in cheek. Okay, uh, yeah. uh, they've been they've been working real hard. What they've shown us looks promising, and uh, they're even out consulting with outside engineers to to make sure they get it right and. And uh, and I think they will. Do we have any sort of a timeline on when they might be, you know, starting on that? I'm hoping to find that out today at the meeting. Uh, like I said, we've got a legislative update at noon, so at the central office. Yeah, the only thing I would add on that, Hannah asked a good question because you're absolutely right. Um, and we've talked to the governor about it, and we know it's going to start between Kingdom City and Columbia. I didn't realize they're going to do that 5470 interchange as well first. But if you get the date or the time frame, I know our listeners would very much appreciate that. We'd love to get an update uh, even this week, Representative. Thank you. Oh, sure thing. Be glad to do that. Thank you. Jim, before we let you go, uh, before we go to the break, What's your take on the bills that's being floated in both the House and Senate for some pretty pretty heavy-duty language about women who go ahead and have abortions could be facing murder charges in the state of Missouri? I'm sure that's going to be a major topic discussed when uh, we get into session. Uh, I just have to see what, what actually is being discussed and proposed. You know, the, the Texas case this week brought a lot of attention and uh missouri law is very very strict about what's allowed and what's not and so people are gonna uh make that a a talking point um i think we're gonna have to have a lot of a lot of discussion and 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 discuss and just see what what did the law really say and what did what was the intent and do we need to uh relook that uh, we have the strictest abortion laws in the country right now so uh how willing people are to stand by that and and uh we'll just we'll just have to see it's it's going to be a a hot topic no doubt well we'll appreciate an update on that we'll appreciate an update on what you hear from modot later today as well callaway county state rep jim schulte in with us this morning on wake up mid-missouri just ahead what's hot with hannah uh a flavored vodka that i think i'm going to be saying no thanks to (laughs) 
<laughs> when Wake Up Mid-Missouri continues. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Their words are their responsibility. What you think, that's on you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Up Mid-Missouri 93.9 The Eagle 950 KWS John Marsh Brad Jones Producer Hannah Brian Hasworth And the whole crowd 725-ish And time for What's up with Anna? And it's actually 724 You little overachiever Yeah, what the heck I just You were so <laughs> excited To get to this story About I know You, you we, definitely We, voted, we voted that One of the best <laughs> teasers we've, we've heard for a while Yeah You know, I teased this as an alcohol or a flavored vodka that I, you know, might not be trying, probably won't be trying, is probably closer to the truth. It is a vodka by the brand Empirical, and the new flavor that they are debuting, coming to a store near you, is nacho cheese Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to fact check this and this is a legit thing okay they they extracted the nacho cheese dorito flavor um quote through essence vacuum distillation i don't know what any of that means it sounds fancy considering we're talking about doritos we're the ag major you should know uh yeah maybe i just don't want to know maybe that's my problem (laughs) Uh, but the pre-order for this has actually opened up today so Gentlemen, if you're interested, you could go and place your order. The suggested retail price is going to be $65, and it's got a 42% ABV level. Put that on your Doritos in the morning, huh? Not yeah. <laughs> nacho vodka. Come yeah. back with that. That's nacho vodka. It's nacho vodka. <laughs> you know, you think it would have been more appropriate if, one, they pointed out they teamed up with Tito's for their... Their corn mash vodka that's that's all corn. Or maybe they should have just done it as a flavored tequila and cut out the middleman. Well, if you can distill it, you can flavor it. I mean, you look at all of the different kinds of uh, of vodka flavorings. And And what uh, they've done to the the martini market. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Chocolatinis and caramelinis and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Key lime would be good. That would be good. It'd make a little more sense than... uh, Nacho cheese Dorito. Nacho, nacho cheese. I guess my question is, where's the Cool Ranch Dorito flavored spirits? Well, see, this goes down another. This goes down a, a major rabbit hole as far as uh, you know. Where's where's my Frito? Uh, where's the Fritos uh, flavors? You know, the chili cheese flea, uh, Fritos <laughs> vodka. Where's yeah. that one? You know, just, where's your cheese doodles? You know, maybe this is just because I haven't entered my, you know, adult drinking era yet. I'm still really hung up on the fruity, frou-frou stuff. But I can't imagine, like, drinking salty alcohol. I don't know. Look at look at some of those those products, you know, that initially when they introduced them on the alcohol scene that they were niche. Kind of things like Captain Morgan that was, like, on the back shelf. And now it's one of the most, you know... 
most popular. popular there is. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and, well you know, people you, put you know, like dill pickles in their beer or pickle juice. I've even seen stag with a pickle in it. <laughs> I've even <laughs> rusty seen, nail. Rusty yeah, nail. There you go. That's what it was. I've yep. seen a new product in the last couple of months where it's sort of like a dehydrated strip that sticks to your glass, and so you stick it to the rim of your beer glass, kind of where you put your mouth to take a drink, and it gives you that salty pickle flavor without actually needing a real pickle. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I left the speechless on that one, too. I, I envision sort of like, it would be like a harmonica stuck on there, you know, but, no. it, but it's a pickle. No? No, it, it almost looks like a piece of, like a strip of candy in a way but it's pickle flavored okay and it sticks straight to your glass yeah i'll, I'll send you a picture brad don't worry wow i can't wait i know i know you're on pins and needles and you're also currently on your iphone rushing to go pre-order a I bottle am. of nacho cheese dorito flavored alcohol i i am going tonight uh to the mansion that's right you are and i am going to be uh socializing with uh, the finest winemakers in the state of Missouri and I will ask any of them if if when they get into the distillation part of their business if they are thinking about the uh, the whole nacho cheese <laughs> flavoring well that one's, that one's <laughs> taken so we need to focus on like a cool ranch next or you know maybe a flaming nacho one of the other flavors Missouri barbecue vodka oh. we're gonna check in with Gary Nolan <laughs> on another note from the one for one Commerce Bank food drive this morning up next you can help us out and we'll tell you where Gary is when we come back on wake up mid-Missouri News, analysis, and opinion, free of charge from Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9 The Eagle, 950 KWS. John Marsh, Brad Jones from Missouri NFIB in with us. Producer Hannah, Brian Housworth. And out to Gary Nolan, who is standing by at the one-for-one Commerce Bank Holiday Food and Fun Drive. You betcha. Uh, John, I'm at the Columbia Mall, and uh, we encourage people who would like to make a donation either with uh, food or cash, and I'll explain what a great job they do with the cash. If the food should be non-perishable, something in cans, peanut butter, I'm told, is a great uh, a donation. Get, get out to Columbia Mall, and we are between Dillard's and Wendy's in the parking lot. There are fire engines galore out here and lights flashing, so it's not hard to find us. Uh, but anyway, this this organization is just amazing. John, the food bank serves over 100,000 people a month. That is an incredible number of people who are being helped by your donations. Uh, and uh, we're out here, by the way, with uh, the Columbia Professional Firefighters and uh, KMIZ, ABC 17, Fox uh, 22, collecting these donations. We'd love to see you come out here. If you can't get out here... Uh, Dunkle Don't Distributing. Dunkle, I want to call them Dunkin' Donuts, but that isn't right. Dunkle Distributing. (laughs) Well, uh, you just text the word food to 800-500-9107. 
That's food to 800-500-9107. And uh, you can make a, a donation there. Uh, or you can call the Missouri Pork Association phone bank, area code 573-447-6600, and, uh, and make a donation. And, boy, a lot of people are uh, are helping us with this. Uh, the Crossing, uh, Doug Perry Towing, Missouri Eye Consultants, and others. And we're going to be here until 6 o'clock. Uh, other personalities uh, from Zimmer are going to be out here. And we would love to see you. So stop by. Make a huge difference. Get the 17th annual one-for-one holiday food drive with Commerce Bank. John, back to you. Very good. Gary Nolan live at Columbia Mall with the one-for-one Commerce Bank holiday food and fun drive. Some of the folks from uh, down the hall are station. Uh, Cat Country, down the hall, Kevin Hill, he's camped out in Jefferson City at Buckite, the Old Orchelands on Missouri Boulevard, helping out as you help us help the less fortunate with the one-for-one Commerce Bank food and fun drive all day today till 6. In with us in studio, Jefferson City, Cole County, Eastern District Commissioner Jeff Helsher. Jeff, good morning. It's been a while, sir. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Thanks for having me. Talk to us about where we're at. We know the Cole County Health Department might be uh, kind of in the weeds for some of our Columbia listenership, but Cole County Health Department uh, involved right in the middle of an ambitious project themselves, correct? Well, they've got a, a small inside project trying to do some uh, make some office space. We had a big open area and trying to get it into some office space that's more usable. So we just did a driveway project, so we have another uh, ingress, egress coming in and out of there. So we've done a few things over there, uh, you know, with COVID kind of quieting down a little bit. It has been a little bit quieter, which is good for uh, Christy and the gang out there. We appreciate how hard they work during the uh, the COVID, but it, they needed a break. So it's good to see. Well, they had their challenges, too, when they left their old building uh, on Industrial Drive in Jefferson City back in the day. It was like they were literally using broom closets for offices, weren't they? Yeah, they were pretty cozy in there. So it was nice to be able to get a uh, a building that they could use. And I think it actually helped, uh, you know, the, the other tenant they got out of it. And so they were able to get into a better place as well. So it was beneficial for both parties. And, uh, you know, they're they're doing real good out there. So when does the county start to work on their budget? Um, is it is it now or is it is December? And usually you've got the next year. You're kind of looking at what what's going to happen in priorities and that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, about you know a month or two ago, the each department and elected official submitted their uh, proposed budget to the auditor. He went through it and then he presented his budget to the commission two or three weeks ago um, each department and elected official came in talked about their budget just briefly kind of a, a you know a high look at it and then actually tomorrow and friday we're going to be digging deep into it um, i think this year is going to probably be one of the most challenging years we've had during the budget because we've been spending a lot of money uh with the arpa money so we've had a lot of money, been able to spend it, which, you know, it's great and nice, but at some point we're going to have to get back to spending restraint, and that's that's tough to do sometimes. So, uh, you know, on one hand, it was good. We've still got a lot of ARPA projects out there going on. We've been able to help some of the uh, small towns, uh, fire districts, the Jefferson City Fire Tower. We were able to put some money in on that, uh, Lincoln University. They got a million dollars, too, towards their new building project. Um, 
Gosh, I had a whole list of them. But, and of course, you all look to the weather as uh, <laughs> as as the holiday season comes around. And uh, let me tell, let me just say, as as just a citizen, I think we do an incredible job with with snow removal in Jefferson City. I, I've been to other places, and their their idea of snow removal is spring. Well, so, and before yeah. before we get to that point, uh, sorry to interrupt here, uh, John. I think we might be in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What uh, else is new? Right. Or this person might be interested in ordering the uh, Doritos-flavored spirits we were talking about. Um, but my caller ID says that Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe is on the line. Governor, are you there? It's Brad It's Brad Jones who's always in trouble, just to be clear. John, John, you and Hannah have never done anything, and Jeff is doing a great job. So we're, we're trying to keep an Thank eye you. on Brad today. Hey, this half bottle of this deodorant stuff is good, man. Let me tell you. Dor- you know, Dorito vodka guys, in the morning watch, is great. you got to watch those small business guys. <laughs> well, that's something your inv- office as lieutenant governor is intimately involved in with small businesses and bigger businesses with the with the whole main Missouri angle, isn't it, Mike? Yes, it is. We're fortunate to be able to have the Buy Missouri program. A lot of great local retailers who are selling Buy Missouri products at this holiday year. So thank you, John, for allowing me to give a quick pitch to BuyMissouri.net for folks to go to and see what's made in their own backyard, more importantly, where they can buy it. But today... We're talking about food, John and Brad. You know that. Ooh. Yes, sir. With the one-for-one Commerce Bank Holiday Food and Fun Drive, Mike, I know you've been, gosh, even in the in the time in the in the car dealership business, you've always been very, very supportive of our food drive, and we appreciate that. Well, lots of people have, uh, not just us, and it's because you have a great organization, Commerce teaming up with the food bank, the firefighters helping up there in Columbia by Wendy's. You'll be at Buckeye's in Jefferson City today, and I think you guys know Claudia was on the Central Bank, Missouri Food Bank Board for several years, I think maybe 10 years. Um, it's near and dear to our heart what they can do. Hunger is very real in the state and very real in central Missouri. And I just want to call and appreciate, tell me how much Claudia and I appreciate you guys, I should say, for the station and Zimmer and you guys putting this together to really help bring awareness um, and help bring the resources they need to you know, provide meals for people at this time of year when we're all having a good time. We need to make sure that folks have something to eat and have something nutritious to eat. Lieutenant Governor Mike Keough, State of Missouri. Well, Mike, we appreciate it. We hope you swing by and say hi to everybody at the drive, no matter where your your travels take you today and all. But we appreciate your support, like uh, like always. I will be by to see you, John. And I, again, appreciate the station doing it. Keep an eye on Brad Jones. He's a wannabe kind of guy. <laughs> and um, he's really better off sticking to his small business role, which I'm a proud member of, and he does a great job. But, Brad, it's always good to hear you. And thank you all for and your listeners for helping with the food drive today. It makes a big difference. You're impacting a lot of lives. Thanks, Governor. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Jeff Elsher in with us, Cole County's uh, Eastern District Commissioner in with us, Jeff. You know, we've, we haven't had a chance, I guess, to talk to you. We've talked to some of the other commissioners and elected officials all across Missouri, both Jefferson City and Columbia, about the whole angle of workforce housing. And you guys have been right in the middle of that. And there are some success stories, and then there are some stories yet to be continued about that but boy we've heard from a lot of the manufacturers all over mid-missouri that one of their challenges is not only finding staffers but finding a place for those lower income working folks to stay that they can afford yeah i honestly i don't even call it 
lower income. Uh, I've, I've talked to these business owners, and uh, I'm good friends with uh, one of the managers out there at Morris Packaging, and those are not low-income folks. They're they're just needing a place to live. So, um, you know, the low-income tax credits will, you know, open some stuff up, but I, we just need to get some building going on around here. I don't have the answer for that. Uh, it seems like the demand is out there. But I don't know if there's really starter homes around here anymore. Uh, it seems like the money's more in the bigger dollar homes. So whenever the builders go in, that's that's probably what they're looking at. So I don't know. That's just my my short take. Well, on it. you know, and you have a good take on it. Like of uh, unlike a lot of elected officials, you're a contractor by trade. Yeah, and we've been real busy doing remodels, a, a ton of remodels. There are a few subdivisions going on around here. I think there are some places that there is some development that's ready to go but nobody's really pulled the trigger i know like you know out at cherry creek area that old development area i think there's probably some stuff available there if somebody can get something going there um up there off of uh stadium and uh creek trail drive i think kind of up there on the top of that hill i think there's some stuff ready to to go up there too but it just takes some people with some backing and ready to pull the trigger well, I feel sorry for for young couples, especially that are just you know just starting their careers. And there's one on the one right there. And there yeah, there's one. And you know, I, because first of all, the housing has gotten uh, much more expensive, but it's also gotten so scarce. And so you know, I think of my son. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Gary! Today's his birthday. You know, people, young people that are young professionals, even that are trying to find. Uh, housing, it's its really been difficult. And, you know, you, you talk about that, and I've got a son we just got moved back to, and he's in the big town of Russellville, so just glad to have him back around the, the home here. And, um, you know, housing is difficult, but I've got two grandkids now, and I'm finding out how much child care is. That scares me more than it does for the housing. At least, you know, you're, you're getting something at the end of the day for your house payment, but, you know, you're I mean, you're getting stuff for your child care, but at the same time, it's just expensive, and it really eats up your it's income. Gonna, it's going to be an issue that we're going to talk about at the Capitol, too. I mean, we got a bill through the House last year, but uh, this is this is a major workforce issue because you've got a lot of parents that are staying home because, A, it's either if you're in the urban areas, it's too expensive, and they can't afford it, or, B, you're in the rural areas, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, it's it's gotten to be a really big problem for small business, medium business, big businesses, and uh, hopefully we got a bill passed last year and it went into the black hole we call the Senate and it disappeared. And so I'm really hoping that uh, this year the governor will put a little a little more push. He's been supportive. Lieutenant Governor's been very supportive uh, that we can do something along those lines because I think it's it's good. It's going to be good for business and and. And even from from a county standpoint, from a city standpoint, uh, those employees, state employees, the child care issue is not going away. So am I correct? Did I hear that Boone County is building a, a Boone County uh, child care center for their employees? That I was what, just getting ready to say law that. Enforcement. Um, yeah. First it, responders. I mean, that's it's a very interesting take, and it may be something you look at. I'm not necessarily wanting to go out there and compete against our child care folks out here trying to make some money. But we've got to keep our employees. That's our biggest thing is keeping our good employees. You were talking about public health and public works right a while ago. Those guys, they run Cole County. They make us look good up at the commission. 
and we need to do what we can with them. Right now, we're working on salaries and benefit packages, but you know that's that's going to be something that comes into play as well. Cole County Commissioner Jeff Helsher. Jeff, we appreciate your take on it, and have a good holiday right, season. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, if we don't everyone. see you. Merry Christmas, right. Jeff. Belly up to KFC. Legs, thighs, or hardware on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Text the crew at 874-9390. Warning, everyone on the show can read your texts. And that would be all, except for this. How would you like to be this guy? Callum Fian of Kent, England says... He found some hardware in his KFC meal recently. 25-year-old said, yep, I found a piece of metal when I put a bunch of fries in my mouth. I could feel something rattling around when I pulled it out. It was a fried screw. Says he could have broken a tooth. Thankfully, I didn't. And he tried to contact KFC via X. Claimed he didn't hear back until he threatened to go to the authorities. A KFC spokesperson said, quote, we take claims of this nature extremely seriously and confirm our team is investigating this as a matter of urgency. I would hope so. Okay, you know, it's always good when the when the chicken coop falls apart on you. Yeah, as a rule, I don't I don't like metal objects in my chicken. (laughs) Just just say it or my fries either for that matter. Wow, that's kind of scary. Yeah. You ever encountered anything weird in your. I have it. In your meal? I have it. Other than a stray curly fry in my straight cut fries, I There you go. Boy, that'll that'll put you off, won't it? You know, you 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 got your straight fries and then all of a sudden one rogue curly fry gets in there and it just kind of ruins your whole day. It just messes up the whole the whole vibe of your of your meal. Oh, see, I'm always endeared by it. And then I sit there and wonder if they do it on purpose because it seems to happen a lot. So does this uh, make you does this make you want to switch over to the curlies then instead of uh, the straight fries? Well, I've had a straight fry and my curly fries before too. That's why my conspiracy is that they do it on purpose. In mm. one of the burger chains doing the thing where you can get the halvesy yes. thing where it's half fries and yes. half what is it onion onion rings? rings yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. The only thing I ever had that I can actually remember, other than a you know a bug or something in the lettuce, was. One time I was at a really popular pizza place in Kansas City. We won't tell the name of it. <laughs> Pinsky's. <laughs> and looked over, and the shaker parmesan had a live roach doing oh, the backstroke through not the good. parmesan shaker. No, I don't oh. want anything doing any any of the four major swimming strokes but he in, didn't, in but, my food either. But yeah. on the upside, he didn't eat much, so it's not yeah. that big a deal. So. Well, hey, Hannah, do you know what I do like in my chicken, though? What? Cashews. <laughs> oh, not this again. Are you, are you the guy behind the piece of legislation that the Missouri State Capitol to I make mean, what? come on. 
There's... I, I just did that to irritate you. <laughs> Cashew chicken is like the worst food from Missouri that could be the state food. Well, we we do have some other choices, and I'm sure they will be brought up on the uh, on in committee or in the on the house floor. I vote so. for pork steak. We're going to talk to the folks from Missouri Right to Life when we come back. Wake up mid-Missouri. Talk to Gary Nolan at the food bank as well.